Hello! Welcome to First Time Parent Podcast. My name is Christopher. My name is Jessica. We are the BWs and we had had a baby! baby. Not another one since last week. (laughs) (laughs) Oh dear God, no. You've kept that secret. Just uh, pop me? (laughs) Was it me? I don't know. Your turn to pop one out? No? Uh, Hmm? There's a few challenges. (laughs) (laughs) What could they possibly be? (laughs) How long have we got? (laughs) <laughs> so welcome thank you very much for listening to us if you don't know who we are and this is the first time you're listening to us uh we are a young couple from i'm keeping the word young in there we're a young couple <laughs> oh you watch uh, it you <laughs> living, <laughs> living in london uh, and we've just become parents and we have absolutely no idea what we were going through during pregnancy and mm-hmm. absolutely no clue about what to do as first-time parents so we thought we'd document it and have a chat about it on podcasts and talk to you guys listening and invite you to contribute your stories and tips and tricks and mm-hmm. hacks and everything in between. And we go through this crazy journey together. And it's been Aww. quite fun, isn't it? It is. So this week, we are still talking about the first week or so after Robin was born, which was about um, kind of June times, about the second or third week of June now in 2019 that we're going back to and there Mm. was a lot going on wasn't there just a bit just a bit just a bit (laughs) a lot of mental stuff a lot of body stuff and the body stuff is where we're going to start today so as you're Mm -hmm. listening tweet us at ftppuk tell us about how you um relate to it all if you're a new mum or a new dad and hopefully we'll speak to some of you throughout the next couple of episodes about your pregnancy journey. But for now, on to the new mum baby body stuff. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's a lot of boob talk in this one. Baby Robin's come home. Mm-hmm. We're tentatively starting to settle down and get to crazy grips with everything that the baby brings to the world. So, how's your bleeding? <laughs> Just cut straight to it. <laughs> yeah. That's an apt phrase. How's yeah. your... How, tell us how your bleeding bleeding was. Bleeding lovely. It was a lot, wasn't it? Like it was, I, bear in mind I saw him come out of you, of a part of you that one would never expect to look the way it did at that moment. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I then could see, and I'm sure you had no idea about this other than feeling it. Like where every time you got up, there was just this trail of scarlet blood mm. that just went all the way through it. Mm. Like it was like, it's going to sound horrific. You were like a bloody slug. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a nice way of putting it. it. It's, yeah, it's true, isn't it? You mm. like everywhere. You, bless you, everywhere you walked. Certainly, when you were still in hospital and you you didn't have any clothes on, it wasn't outpatient appointments. So <laughs> like you just kept bleeding, and I didn't. Mm. I don't think I had appreciated that was a thing. I did know. Obviously, I knew it was a thing, but I didn't mm. realize biologically you just keep. You, you know, internally, you're just like... Mm. Mm. It keeps coming out of you, is what I'm saying. Yeah, so... It's not like that, a period. No, it's not. It's not like a period at all. So that first bit that you're describing is the initial, holy holy moly, my body's just pushed a baby out. The the first kind of whoosh of, of blood and any kind of... any kind of wounds that have occurred. Now, luckily for me, I didn't have many to to deal with they said that um they said that i'd only grazed slightly uh so yay me no tearing <laughs> i'm still gonna wear that like a badge the no tearing thing apparently it's kind of like a medal of honor if you if you end up with no tears they're all very impressed with you mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm not sure how much influence i would have had on that or whether or not i was just very lucky um, I think I've spoken, possibly spoken about yeah. this in the birth episode, so I won't carry on too much about it. Um, but I think it does bear quite a, a significant effect on how much you are going to bleed in those coming weeks of how much you have torn, yeah. potentially. So, are we to get a bit graphic here, and I'll put a... <laughs> I'd probably put a, a, a warning at the front of this. I thought you were going to say, oh, we'll put a picture up on socials. Yeah. No, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> I'll draw it. Um, I know this sounds silly. Are we talking more on the outside of the vaginal area bleeding or as we're going on like through the first week or was it still internal? Like, the internal stuff I was talking about was like within the first few hours. So yeah. I'll, I'll say yeah. that. But as the week goes on, did you feel like it was... St- Obviously, it still feels like it's a wound because it is a wound. Mm. But did you feel like the bleeding was coming from inside of you or more of an external kind of like skin surfacey kind of thing where you physically had stretched so far to get this baby out of you? Mm. I Just because mean... I, I don't know how that feels. Like I could obviously see you wearing the sexiest of hospital pants. Uh, but like, I don't know how it feels. <laughs> I'm never going to know how it feels. So tell me how no. tell me how it feels from a female point of view. Mm. Like... You seem to be on fire a lot. You got your spritz for bits. Yeah, yeah. That, that's that a saver. Yeah. So the first few hours, it does feel it does feel like it's more of an open wound, but actually, I don't think it is. That bleeding that that you experience after birth is actually your the whole of your womb and your insides evacuating everything else that the baby has kind of been in. So all the extra tissues and mucus and everything that the baby's kind of been sort of encased in inside you, the baby has come out, uh, everything else needs to as well. There's a lot of other stuff 
other than the baby, obviously baby, placenta, that's come out, but the stuff that the placenta was attached to, yeah, there's all sorts of other things inside that needs to needs to gradually evacuate. And although in the first few hours, it looks like you, uh, you've done it all, it does take quite a few weeks and it answers your question so like I said the first few hours because you're so sore you know what you've just done it feels like the bleeding can be connected to the outside but actually uh, the next coming days and the weeks it is more of an internal thing um and the feeling the feeling of it is it's, it's not pleasant you know it's it, it, it there's a lot of it it's quite mucusy it's quite lumpy it's quite um yeah there's just quite a lot in the in the first few days by the time week one is done you've you've genuinely calmed down a bit um generally calmed down quite a bit and again this is one of the things that the midwives want to check in on they do ask you know how how your bleeding is doing because if if it doesn't slow down then they need to check you out and make sure there's not any uh, underlying problems um but yeah that bleeding for me uh was pretty horrendous for the first four days or so and then started tailing off but it didn't stop I'd say uh completely until about three weeks later um so I would advise is that a long time I don't know I think um that's not a particularly long time I think it can uh, it can vary from for a lot of women it can be anything from two to two to four weeks really and if it continues afterwards then you need to get checked out okay because um, it's not a question I've ever asked someone that no I know. excuse no. me how long did it take you to stop bleeding <laughs> but this is the stuff that it's talked about more now, yeah. I'd find. Well, if you go, and, if you go and look for it? this information, then it is now readily available. But when sort of looking for this information, I found a lot of people saying, oh, I wish they told me that. I wish they told me that, you know. And bleeding afterwards is one of the things that maybe isn't spoken about as much. Um, so I would advise, uh, again stocking up on maternity pads as I said in the previous episode I needed them for when my waters broke and I continuously needed them for about 24 hours because my waters kept gushing I then needed them to help with the you know the the, the postpartum bleeding and all of that mm. uh, so you need to go, stock I had to go them. and re- refill them for a little while didn't I like yeah the, you were like oh I think I think we need more we had a fair few mm. You just don't know. Yeah, uh, and, and in all honesty, in those first few days, you're changing you're changing them every sometimes every half an hour like to an hour. The biggest sanitary towel I've ever seen. Yeah, like a little and, surfboard. Yeah, yeah, it was like a little surfboard, isn't it? Like one of those mini skateboards that are really yeah. plasticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Again, very attractive. Very attractive, but then there was this re- really weird association that I started to have with with them. And then the the bleeding. Oh, this is going to sound so weird. Um, when the bleeding stopped, I didn't have to wear the the towels anymore or 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 anything. 
I I'd be, I'd had become particularly attached to two brands as well. Uh, I really liked the Sainsbury's ones and I really liked the Boots ones because they were nice and soft. And it started to become like a little comfort thing. Like the, the feeling of it was just, it was comforting. Um, especially when I did use the, the spritz for bits as well. Um, so what I would do with uh, with that spritz is I would actually put it onto the towel and it was really soothing uh, for, for that particular area. So, whilst... so you put it on the towel as opposed to spray it directly on you? Uh, you can spray it directly on you, but you I, chose, I chose to do it that, that way that way yeah, yeah. um just because then it's not a, <laughs> a really cold burst yeah. all of a sudden but um a lot of people uh, use that spritz for bits in many different ways and i think i mentioned it when we were talking about our hospital bag but yes it is expensive but if but it's, and, worth it. it's so worth it and actually i probably didn't need it as much as most women do because it's more beneficial if you have had tears or you've got more of a, a wound kind of thing going on but the fact that i benefited from it just goes to show that it, it's it's magic stuff and it's just soothing and healing and it just it just makes you go ah. <laughs> i sprayed it i mean it made absolutely no difference at all livid yeah. livid <laughs> I, I wanted that tingle <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> well you pop a baby out dear and uh, we'll see what we can do <laughs> yeah again there's a few hurdles that we've got to overcome yeah there, there is a little bit um so Physi- phys- Sorry, go on. No, 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 go on. You, you well, I was going to say, obviously, you had, uh, you know, a different feel body for a little while. Mm-hmm. But apart from vaginally and within your kind of genital area, how, how did the rest of you feel? Like I'd been hit by a train. Like in... <sighs> Those first few days. Yeah. Yeah. Apart from, like, you know, the, the internals where the baby was... Mm. How was how was your back? How were your shoulders? How was your neck? Are these things that that were affected? I I know how tired you were, but mm. for for people listening, tell tell us a bit about how how that felt because that's a part of it that I, I would never assume to think about. You just mm. kind of think about you know, the lower half of you. Yeah, the bit that's immediately affected. Yeah. But actually, you don't think about your whole body in the process of of going through labour, and your whole body is going through it. It's not just you know, the final, the final pushes at the end where it causes the most, um, you know, the most obvious wounds and things, but your whole body is going through the, the, the contractions and the pushing. You can't, you can't really help, but put your whole body into pushing a baby out. You can't really help it. It's just this, this over, you know, the, the, the clenching, um, and the, and the holding on to things. I, I gave birth on, all fours I've got particularly bad knees so it didn't really do me any good in that sense my knees were killing me afterwards my whole body ached because I'd been contracting and I'd been pushing like to the point of I remember looking in the mirror at the hospital and my face had broken out into, you know, when you're, you know, when you're sick, when you're physically sick, I'd had all those little blood vessels, blood vessels had popped on my face. It's that extreme that things, that things are, little things are exploding. You know, your, your whole body's going through it. And yeah, the best way to describe how you feel immediately after you've given birth and certainly for the first few days afterwards, I'm sorry to have to 
you know, be realistic about it. But uh, it's true. You feel like you've been hit by a train, but you've survived it. And that's the key. You've survived it and you can only get better. And I will add that. I'll be positive here. So it's those it's those first few those first few like days when you really feel it. Um, The other thing that I would I would say um, about the pain that we've not really touched on is like it's kind of a pain that goes from like your front bits that have given that have given birth to your to your bum bits because it's all stretched out um I didn't necessarily get one but I would advise maybe getting these donut shaped pillows that you can sit on yeah yeah um that would help more I think if you've torn uh but I have to I have to say one of the most terrifying things about (laughs) uh uh, about the first few days of coming home from hospital after you've given birth is your first poo um oh boy oh boy it's it's because uh giving birth feels like you're having a poo uh obviously baby comes down to a different part but in all honesty the sensation is exactly the same so the next time you've got to push something out of your body you're going to associate it with the last time you pushed something out which was incredibly painful so is a good point <laughs> so be prepared just get be, it over and done with be prepared be prepared be prepared um i'd make sure that you're eating well enough so that you're not struggling to push the poo out soup yeah yeah it, yeah it's terrifying once you've done it once it's fine but yeah again it's not something you necessarily think about until you're there and you no. go oh my god i've got to do this <laughs> i think i had to take myself off for uh, for a, for a, a good talking to and uh, and a little bit of time on my own to make sure that I was I was prepared but I ha- obviously you have to go and do it prepared it's when you picked it up and cuddled it and kissed it though just like the other baby <laughs> I've done it. it's alive <laughs> um yeah <laughs> <laughs> just as a counterpoint my poos were absolutely fine at this point so thank you for asking that's very kind Oh, it's all about you. No, isn't it's it? not. <laughs> but most of it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not at all. <laughs> I'm in awe of women at this point of their lives. If if a woman has a baby, they have to go through so much as we clearly have established. Mm. But you don't really think about this bit of it. No. Because why would you? No. Like I know that's such a common theme about this whole show. But of course, like you you kind of told it's going to be tricky but you, no one goes into details about exactly how it's going to be no, during this no not so at yeah all. Like, like you saying get yourself ready for it it's it's a lot yeah. to think about yeah and of course your body is going to be messed up and and <laughs> you know like we said before you got off pretty pretty lightly yeah yeah so- you didn't you know that, that we've mentioned the no tearing and stuff but there's people who have much, much harder births than you did. Mm. And all respect to them because it's a, it can be a really in, like insane time. And then to go through it, mm-hmm. and we're not even talking about if you've had a cesarean as well or a C-section. Recovery no, for a C-section must be completely mad. Mm-hmm. Absolute madness. Mm. That's that's a whole different ballgame. Can't game. drive for like six months, can you? No. We got stomach stable back together. Well, yeah. Yeah, there's so many things that that ladies with a C-section can't do, and I think, you know, that's that's the harder that's the harder part. I mean, 
uh, I've I've read lots of different articles and things about other women critic like criticizing other women for ending up having C sections. You've not given birth properly. It's, you've given birth to a child. You've had a you've baby. You've had your internal Whatever. organs lifted out of you and put back in after yep. pulling a human out. Yep. That's that's mental. Exactly. And what most people forget when a lady has to go for a C-section, it's probably at the end of trying yeah. so hard and going through the labour and the contractions. And then it's got to a point where it just can't happen anymore. There's an emergency. The baby has to come out. And then, then they have to go through that. Yeah. And then they have the recovery. Honestly, honestly, it's completely, it's a completely different thing. And ladies that have a C-section, they will still have the same bleeding that that uh, uh, that would be. Oh really? It's be- it's like I said. It's oh, because well, I the, yeah, it's still the insides. The insides have to empty of all the stuff that that was there. So although it feels like it's a wound that's bleeding because you've pushed something out on on the outside, it is your insides that are are evacuating so whether you've you know they don't get off with any any anything uh, else they they still have all of that to deal with and like you say they've got their stomachs like stapled together they have to be really careful so imagine trying to even pick up the baby and do things around the house in those first few weeks so yeah if anyone says oh they've not they've had it easy no 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 not at all. So that was the bottom half of you. <laughs> Talk to me about your bazungas. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> they How, were fun. <laughs> I now, I'm going to talk about your boobs. You oh. you have a lovely figure. I adore you, but my goodness me, did they get massive? Yep. I, you know when someone's talking about milk coming in? Because that's what we're talking about, when yep. your milk comes in. Yep. I didn't realise it's not immediate. I didn't realise it wasn't mm-hmm. ready, already there, like as the last couple of weeks of pregnancy. I didn't realise that so, that wasn't a thing. So yeah, the first part of the milk is, is ready and waiting, but the real... The... Remind me the name of it again, I've immediately forgotten. Glosterum. Glosterum, that's it. It's that the, <laughs> the way it was described to me as idiot dad who didn't know this was like the gold top of milk. So it's just the first bit that's there, the little the little droplets. But the first, the next big guns, like the milk coming in, that doesn't happen till about day five or so. And just when you think you're getting settled into, okay, this is how my body feels now, um, then your then your milk comes in and your boobs feel like they're going to explode. It's it's, it's incredible. It honestly was more noticeable than I could have ever imagined. <laughs> so I I felt, I didn't feel like it had happened. And I'd been wearing like sports bras and maternity bras. Yeah. And I got into the shower that morning and um, I whipped off, I whipped off my bra. I think da, it was a maternity da, 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 da. bra. And I, for some <laughs> reason I was standing in front of the mirror 
And I kid you not, I think I watched it happen. Yeah. I actually watched it happen. And then I touched them and they were like rocks, like boulders. Uh, it honestly, yeah. it was like you'd strapped two watermelons into your chest. Mm. It, it was insane. It just seemed so painful. Yeah. But at the same time, it was still quite humorous because I do you remember I came running down just like oh my god look at these I just did boom 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 <laughs> I was like go on touch them touch them my mum was still here I was like mum seriously feel that <laughs> it was just it was it, a very confusing afternoon <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah 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 it was uh, but it I, was weird it, it just looked so uncomfortable I mean it was just an added level of Whoever created your body just going, John, I think you're going to twist the screw a little bit more. Mm, mm. And because they say it comes in on, I think it is day five. It was, I think yeah. it is. And they'd said, because uh, we, we'd had a few appointments with the midwife and we think we'd seen the lady at the jaundice clinic before this had happened. And she said, what day are you on? Uh, okay, day, you're going to have this probably tomorrow then. Uh, and lo and behold, body does what they say. And, and there it is. But funnily enough, the night before it happened, it was like Robin knew because he tried <laughs> He tried to latch on. Oh, did he? Um, yeah, do you, I think, I'm not sure if you remember, but I was sat down, I was sat down on the floor with him. Um, she pointed at the floor then, like you lot could see it as well. So. well I was just trying to, just trying to jog your memory. Just trying to <laughs> make conversation. To, um, I was sat down on the floor with him and I could sense that he was like sort of snuffling around and, and looking for something. Uh, and it was just, I think it was the night before it came in. He he knew. And also he started acting a little differently as well. Um, and uh, I did I did try to see if he would latch on. Uh, but bearing in mind until this point he had had formula. Um, I think we spoke about this perhaps in the birth episode. I had given him some colostrum. The midwife had helped me syringe it all, uh, all and give it to him as the first thing that he'd had. Uh, but then because the, the sugars uh, weren't quite right in him, we just went with formula feeding because he needed the food. Um, now, breast breastfeeding was still an option to me. And at that point in time, because he was looking for it, I thought, well, I'll see what it's like. Um, I think I've mentioned that in all honesty, um, I hadn't really wanted to to do it but I was always open to giving everything a try just because if something was was going to happen naturally and easy then why not let it uh so at that opportunity that that opportunity presented itself he was looking for it um and so I did try I did try with him uh and it just didn't seem to just didn't seem to work naturally he he was looking but he couldn't quite latch on um and then sort of just gave up really and I kind of took that as a sign of okay you know maybe if it's not it doesn't I don't really feel like it's for me maybe it's not for you either you're not wholly fussed um so uh, yeah I kind of left it then the milk came in and I decided I'd stuck to my decision and I said you know what no he we I know it was only one try but it was just a feeling that I had, a gut feeling, and it's been something with me all along. And I just decided, no, I'm going to, I'm going to stick with the with the formula feeding. It's working for us all. You're able to feed him, and I'm able to feed him. Oh no, I've breastfed him since. Is that not? Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. To be fair, I haven't got my own pair. So... <laughs> 
Um, so yeah, I had some yeah. rocks and boulders to deal with, and I didn't realise that uh, the only way to really deal with that is to keep them strapped down. Yeah, uh, I never ever would have thought that because surely that means that they're going to fight against it. So what and pressure's going to build up, and it's mm, not going to be comfortable at all. So what your advice to do is if you if the milk comes in and you don't want it and you want it to go away it'll go away within a week if you strap them down uh in a in a sports bra so you keep them really supported um and you just don't don't encourage the nipples basically don't don't like don't treat them or do anything as if you're going to encourage the milk to come out and it won't and it'll just dry up and go away um which it, it did and actually uh there was a really weird hormonal moment where i regretted it they went it went away and my rock hard boobs went and i thought oh no what missed have i chance. done i've missed my chance and i got really emotional but again i think it's all the hormones sort of rushing round and i i thought oh no i've done the wrong thing uh, oh, maybe I should try and get the milk back. And, and just so you know, I think at that point in time, if I'd have really wanted to, could, I could have. You could have got back. I did Google it a bit. And actually, at that point in time, I probably could have. Um, it's just, yeah, it was just this weird hormonal thing that took over me. And, and I, I just felt really guilty and like I shouldn't have done it. Um, but it went away. Mm. <laughs> but another really weird hormonal thing, which I forgot to mention, and I was going to in the, the last bit we were talking about with the with the bleeding and everything. Um, and this goes to show how irrational you, um, you are and how weird your hormones are. When I stopped bleeding, I was sad. So when the milk went, I was sad. When I stopped bleeding, I was sad. I was sad because it was almost like, oh... Well, there's no evidence now that I gave birth to him. Obviously, there's a baby. I was, I was, yeah. There is something. It's so, it's so irrational. But they're like, oh, I've stopped bleeding. Oh, oh, well, that's that then. Um, yeah, it's just the weirdest thing, and it it makes no sense. If you're listening, you'll probably think, oh, she's crazy. Um, but I'm pretty sure I'm not the only person to have gone through it. Um, so so yeah, uh, I was sad when the milk went. I was sad when the blood went. Um, but I got over it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> how do you, how do you feel now? And it sounds silly, but how do you how are your boobs now? They they've always relatively been hmm. quite sensitive, mm. but has that intensified now? Everything's kind of quote unquote back to normal, or is is there still more of a sensitivity there than there would be before? Um, they're bigger now than they were before. Um. Like well, obviously, you, as as you know, I've been through different shapes and weights, like before giving birth and everything. Yeah, you had two boobs on your head at one point. I know, so. I know, it's miraculous. Um, <laughs> My miraculous. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Um, but I think at the moment they they I still feel like they're post mum boobs. They feel a bit too big for my liking. They're not matching the weight that I want to be. But I'm not at the weight that I that I do want to be. Um, and that's another thing to kind of speak about is sort of weight and everything after Well, your body changes, that. doesn't it? Your body's yeah. been storing up energy and yeah. stuff for another human. It's weird. It takes a little while. Yeah. And, the, you know, the weather's not been 
as lovely as we'd like mm. it to have been over the last couple of months to take Robin out on the walks mm. that I'd like to do and so the thing that I've found if I'm if I'm really honest if we're talking if I'm talking about weight is I felt like I was slimmer after giving birth than I am now really well I was there's no there's no two ways about it like there was there was a definition in my in my stomach um more after I'd given birth by a few days than there is now. Um, I've put I've put weight on over Christmas, uh, and it I've been struggling I've been struggling to eat well because of because of the new change in life and the routine and and you know it sometimes it's it's hard to it's hard to take care of yourself and what you're eating when you've got you've got a baby to look after you find yourself reaching into the biscuit drawer to quickly get a little burst of energy rather than anything else so you've got to make sure that your house is stocked with lots of fruit and veg and and snacky things that aren't necessarily going to do that um yeah, so I'm not happy with my... I, I was happy with my weight after I'd given birth, hilariously. Um, it is a... You know, that that body afterwards is very weird, though. It's... um, So I, I feel like I had, like, a slim bit at the top underneath my boobs um, where it had all kind of gone... and sucked back in, but then the saggy bit of obviously where, where the baby bump had been was still there. Uh, and obviously you're very sort of bloated um and that's what that and, and you're swelling you're 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 all swollen up down there as well for a certain amount of time um so I don't sometimes I don't understand how some of the, some women are able to be like pretty much back to their normal shape within a few weeks uh, there's a there's a lot going going on down there you're recovering still uh, yeah. and the, the one thing that I will say is is my body now is like a like there's stretch marks. There's always been stretch marks for me because I've been a bit of a bigger girl here and there. But there's stretch marks now, and there's some baby weight now. And I look at that and I'm like, yeah. But my body gave birth to a baby, so it doesn't really matter. It's amazing. Like I I can wear them with pride a bit. Like, mm. I should be proud. Like, this body's done something incredible. It's it's almost like what you were saying is when when you'd stopped bleeding, where's the proof that you'd given birth? Yeah. That's yeah. the proof. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it, yeah, it'll always, it'll always be there. They're the story of how you yeah. cooked Robin. <laughs> <laughs> Bre- it is. Brewed him into a beautiful little baby. It's my favourite. It's my favourite story. It's my favourite. It's my favourite story. Yeah. Too. Um, it's true. Yeah. It's a true story. True story, Dad. He's a real baby. <laughs> so how long was it? I can't quite remember how long it was till you had your first period. Ah, yes. Well, a lot of people think that that bleeding afterwards is your first period, but it's not. Well, that's what I mean by mm. I I just assumed. And again, this is as a guy not having mm. a menstrual cycle. I just assumed that would what it would be like. Yeah. Because you just 
you know, you forget there's more going on inside. Yeah. yeah. But it was, I think that was what surprised me. And, and back at the start of this particular episode, that's kind of where I meant and where my comments were going. It was a very different type of blood. Yeah, definitely. And one that I wasn't expecting to be so like real blood. Does that make sense? It was scarlet. Mm. It wasn't mm. like a kind of murky kind of color. Yeah, and it doesn't st- it doesn't stay scarlet throughout the whole time. It, it was a lot more liquid. Kind of teepers up like into a yeah. different shade. Um, so mm. uh, lovely, <laughs> lovely. Um, so my first period happened pretty much spot on three months after I gave birth. It's um, quite a while, but then again, it was. I was at the end of the scale. I think of of the time scale of when they say you could have your first period. So it can be as early as about five to six weeks after you've given birth. Um, and funnily enough, the first thing that I suddenly thought of, as soon as I stopped bleeding and thought and got over the whole, oh, I'm not bleeding anymore. And then I realised, oh gosh, I don't have to wear uh, pads anymore. Oh wow, I've, I'm not bleeding, fantastic. And then I suddenly thought, oh, when's my next period going to happen? <laughs> uh, and then obviously I googled that, because that's what you do when you have a question. Uh, and it, it said it can be anywhere between five to six weeks, and then I think about three months. So it reached spot on three months with me, and smack bang, there was my period. Um, so periods apparently for women after giving birth can change quite a lot. Um, I would say mine did, uh, did a little, um, they're still pretty much the same, the same length. Uh, and I'd say my cycle is probably the same as it was before giving birth. I'd say that your cycle is probably more regular now than it was before. Mm. Like, I think we mentioned it before. You used to go through like... Used to go through almost sixty day cycles. Yeah, that was when I was younger. Yeah. But after I, oh, it was more. Re- it was more recent than than you think. I think it was. Oh, that's when I was pregnant. No, oh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. There was these nine months where you didn't have anyone. <laughs> but no, the, the, I would say you're like spot on a twenty eight day cycle now. I'm no, I'm still a little bit longer. So no, is it really? About, it doesn't feel like I'm it. A, see, I track it on a on an app. Uh, and now I do track it on an app. So <laughs> I had to go back and double check when my first period was. So I can tell you that it was accurately uh, three months after giving birth. But uh, yeah, my, my cycle's about 34 days. So would you say that it's back to normal then? Like physically back to normal? It's, a, it's the same kind of period now that you'd have before. Or internally, are you still more tender than you would be? I'd say everything's... During like a cycle? Yeah, I'd say everything's back to normal. I would say the first couple, for me, they sort of took a little different form. So most ladies start off with light bleeding. They get heavier towards the middle and then they taper off and yeah. they're lightly again. Um, I, I would just had to say, say I do know about them. Oh, <laughs> do you? I just, you? It, you know... <laughs> There's an awful lot of men who don't get educated about periods and mm. the cycle. And it should be taught much, much more heavily to boys in school than it is. Because yeah. all of your friends are going to be going through it. And all of your friends are going to be starting going through it when, yeah. they're, ch- you know, when they're children and when they're teenagers mm. and stuff. So I just want to say I'm not, I'm not completely out of the loop. Because <laughs> there's people thinking, he absolutely knows nothing, doesn't he? What is the period? <laughs> no. I Like, yeah. But... Physically, I'm never going to feel that. Yeah. I'm certainly never going to feel it after birth as well. So so my 
my kind of way changed a little bit, I'd get a little bit of a sign that the period was coming and then, oh, oh, it's here and it's like heavy. And that, that kind of changed for me. But from what I understand, it can really cause problems for other women. Like they can have monster periods or they, they can cramp more than they used to um thing things like that like it it can dramatically change like or some women that used to have horrendous periods now have better periods so I suppose you do need to be prepared for a change just in case you are one of those people I think I've been quite lucky in that not really much has changed and I would say the best way to describe it for me personally is when I had that first period my body reset and it really really felt like that for me um, it was very, very clear. And now I look back on it that the, like at the estrogen levels, when you're pregnant, you're, they're really, really high. And there, that's the hormone that gives you all the lovely glowy pregnancy stuff. Um, and I spoke about it, uh, you know, in the, in the other episodes, how I was very lucky and that presented itself with lovely, shiny, thick hair, um, and it was all glossy and I went from not having to wash it every day to like being able to leave it a couple of days without washing. Um, and I also said that miraculously my, my psoriasis had disappeared whilst pregnant. Um, and also whilst I was pregnant, I ate well for the first half, definitely, but it got to the point in the second half where I was desperate for sugar. So I ate more sugar than I had been before I was pregnant and I didn't really put much weight on when my period came my whole body reset my greasy hair came back so I had to keep washing my hair every day um my psoriasis slowly appeared unfortunately at the moment my psoriasis is really really bad it's the worst it's ever been but that's just the way it is um that's the bit I'm most gutted about, actually, is I was hoping it wouldn't come back. But, you know, I, I kind of knew it probably would. Um, and the other thing, what was the other thing I said? My weight. So it's almost like all the food that I ate during pregnancy and then after giving birth, like you said, it had been giving me and the baby the energy that I needed to get through those really like vital, tired times. And then all of a sudden it just felt like it presented itself after that period and my body was stopping, was stopping like, you know, me from staying slimmer. It was like, no, no, your pregnancy's done, your giving birth's done, you're not going to get away with this anymore, you are back to normal. That Mm -hmm. was pretty gutting. (laughs) Your psoriasis was just so much different when when Mm. you were pregnant and I have noticed that. Um, I've, we've mentioned it before, but I've noticed that it's slowly come back. Mm. And I think that's been a strange marker of how your body is, quote unquote, back to normal, like mm. you said. Mm. But your hair is very different. Ah, you love my hair right now, don't hey, you? you boy. <laughs> so just before we talk about this, I don't like... <sighs> You don't like hair, do you? I don't like hair. No. I don't like, like, loose hairs <laughs> around. Bear in mind, we have two cats as well. Um, I am a hairy person. I am a hairy, manly chest. But I don't like hair. So, 
the fact that your hair has changed and its strength mm. isn't what it used to be and it for want of a better phrase is falling out a lot mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I find it everywhere so <laughs> it's, I completely respect what's happening but it is horrible you still don't quite understand do you and I don't no. think it's like it's it's quite difficult to get to grips with so the first few weeks after giving birth I had like a a baby hair halo and if you look I think if you actually if you look at the picture of us on the rainbow crossing with Robin you'll see it really clearly and I think quite a few women get it it's like all these wispy little hairs all of a sudden just stand on end at the top of your head all these short hairs that I'm sure never existed and all of a sudden are just there they all kind of just won't play ball they won't go into a bum they won't go into a ponytail they'll just kind of go and stand up on on top of your head and that that was kind of for the first few weeks to a month that that halo was there but all my hair all my hair was on my head and then I think I had my first period and then about a few weeks later I was in the shower and I started like washing my hair and then I would pull out clumps of my own hair and it's it's postpartum hair and what it is like I said I had lovely gloriously thick hair during pregnancy uh and it's just it's just an an after postpartum effect of not being pregnant anymore so you actually grow more hairs like during pregnancy i think that's kind of the idea of it the estrogen that builds up and you end up with all this lovely hair and then your body just kind of sheds it Mm. Uh, and it just comes out comes out in clumps and I can't say to you if it's ever going to stop my mum said that it, it happened to her and hers has never stopped falling out no, so no. it's and just it's, one of those it, you know, things it's one of, it, exactly it is and mm. I just pick them up and yeah. them in the bin and, yeah it's not but it nice. just it's, it's just a textural thing for me I just mm. yeah it's yeah some people don't like I don't know onions you don't like onions I don't like hair <laughs> Or bananas. <laughs> oh, bananas are the devil. They're the, they're the worst. I was so pleased that your cravings, if you had any during pregnancy, were not bananas. <laughs> oh, dear me. But I think you're... I think you've settled back to being Jessica now. Mm. All, right, all right, This this... We were originally talking about the first few weeks of, of you postpartum, but mm. eight, eight months on, you're, you're my Jessica again. Mm-hmm. I was quite shaky to begin with. No, of course, you've given a mm. bloody babies come out suppose, of you. I suppose, yeah. And the other thing is, we talked about body, but we haven't really talked about our minds, really. No, we'll do that <laughs> on another one because that's, yeah, that's that's a whole a, other thing. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a lot to there's a lot to kind of talk about there. Spoiler but, alert: mine's a mess. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think there's probably other things that I've forgotten. How about are your feet? My feet. How are your feet? I imagine that your feet have been put through a lot in the last like nine months. Well, the only nine months of pregnancy. Actually, no, I'm fine. I, a, lot right. of, a lot of women um, deal with swollen ankles yeah. and swollen feet. Um, that was one of the things that I was lucky enough. Mine not, are terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was lucky enough not to go through that. So I don't really think that anything's changed in in that sense. Um the one thing that I will say is, and I'm not sure if it's normal, and I'd really, this is actually a question that I would like um, someone to answer for me. And I, I, don't, I don't, haven't really asked anybody else. 
Now, I'm not saying I'm in constant pain because I'm really, really not. Um, But I still get little twinges every now and then down below as a little reminder of what I've been through. And I actually quite like them because they don't really hurt. Um, But there are like a little like a little pain, like a muscle pain. And it's been the same for for quite a few months. And it's like, it doesn't worry me at all. It's just it's just like a little twinge every now and then when I get up or when I move. I just wonder, oh, does it does everybody else kind of feel that? Am I am I still partly recovering? Is that something that I'm always going to feel, or should I be doing more muscle exercises? Uh, that's one thing actually. Um, I should have done more of is the pelvic floor exercises afterwards. Um, should have done that, but don't worry, I'm not weeing everywhere, but that is, <laughs> that is something that they tell you to do during pregnancy and after pregnancy, because you will suffer with a weak pelvic floor from everything that your body's been through, so that's something to, to make sure that you do and read up on about how to do them, um, I've, I've kind of gotten away with it, uh, just about, uh, sometimes, but you do feel a bit more like you're in danger of, of having a wee if you laugh or sneeze too hard. I think that's just something that, <laughs> something that happens. Um, I don't think, I don't think I've had too many weeing incidents though. <laughs> um, no, so, I don't think you no, have. No, I think I've got off quite lightly considering the lack of pelvic floors I've done. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't chance it like me though. Don't, don't forget to do them. Do them. Do them. Defo do your pelvic floors. <laughs> So that's the end of our body bits episode. Yeah, body bits. Yeah. Yeah, body bits. Sorry, that was a bit <laughs> uh, a bit of a TMI one, but we 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 said at the very start of this we were going to be nice and honest and open about mm. everything, and sometimes that's going to be gory. Sometimes it's going to be a bit. If you know us, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> no, I think it's really useful if people are going to listen back this to this to, to give a realistic kind of idea of what's going it's on. It's the most natural thing in the world. Yeah. But that also includes aftercare. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, your car's been serviced. Now it's got to be kept up to standard. <laughs> been for my MOT. Oh, dear. I think I saw your MOT when you got birth. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I hope it is useful yeah. for people to listen to. I hope people just don't go, oh, why are they, why are they TMIing? But I really don't think so. Because it's- if one day you have a child or you find yourself in a situation where you're pregnant and, and you end up giving birth, these hopefully these conversations will be really useful to know that we're real people. Mm-hmm. This is a real experience. We're talking from honest point of views. Yeah. We're having a laugh. We're keeping it light. Exactly. Um. It all sounds very negative and like, and like a very negative experience. That's it's just your not, tone. It's not, <laughs> it's not. We are sitting here. We are smiling. We've had a beautiful baby. This is just all the other stuff that goes with it. But you're experiencing so many other beautiful things with it that it just doesn't matter so don't listen to this and think oh my gosh what have I got myself into or oh I shouldn't really do have children if that's going to be the case no 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 this is just this is just part and parcel of it all Uh, at the same time that your body's going through all of this afterwards you've also got a 
beautiful, beautiful baby to take care of. And it's the best little bundle in the world. So, yeah, it's it's great. Where is he? What? (laughs) (laughs) He is actually not with us. He's in a different country, technically. (laughs) Was that your dad joke for today? Oh, have I got to do this one again? (laughs) Uh, Hang on. I'm still feeling. Can I stop? No, I'm quite enjoying this. Okay. (laughs) Why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the toilet? I don't know. Why can't you hear a pterodactyl go to the toilet? Because the pee is silent. Okay. Oh, that was sorry. I should Aww. I should say that's a that's a linguistic joke. That's a, a a spelling joke, and that's hard for you, isn't it? Me 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 me. It made me think. What does zombies veget? Hang on. I <laughs> what what does a zombie vegetarian eat? I don't know. Brains. Oh no, it's grains. <laughs> got it wrong oh you're such a dad now oh, you're getting it wrong dear. No. oh oh okay how about this one? Oh, spring is here i'm so excited i wet my plants because <laughs> plants sound like plants oh you're explaining it now okay yeah. it's because i didn't the, laugh the pterodactyl one was quite shush your face <laughs> Can we, wrap, can we wrap this up, please? Because yeah, yeah, it's tea time. <laughs> it's tea time. Mm, yummy, yummy, yummy. Food. How can you think of tea after talking about your your foo foo being blooded? Oh, nothing will put me off my food. Oh, off your foo food. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for listening to another episode of First Time Parent Podcast. We have a really good time doing these and we're really thankful that you listen please mm. get in touch if you'd like to send us a tweet it's at ftppuk find us on instagram and facebook with those as well and if you want to email us it's firsttimeparentpod at gmail.com get in touch send us your tales of giving birth and we'll give you a shout out and say hello because we have listeners all over the world which baffles me <laughs> two idiot brits talking about how they didn't have a clue but hopefully letting you into the little lives of Family BW now is something you enjoy every week. So, yeah, we will speak to you very soon. But for now, we wish you all the best. Thank you for listening to First Time Parent Podcast. My name is Christopher. My name is Jessica. And we will see you very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.